Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Okay, today, Be'ezus Hashem, we begin the third parak of Perkei Avos. We begin with the teaching of Akavya ben Mahalel. Now, Akavya ben Mahalel, the Kati writes here in the introduction, was the Mishnah, the Gemara and Pesachim tells us that when the Azara would close on Erev Pesach, meaning it was full of all the Jewish people that were bringing the Korban Pesachim, their Korban Pesachs, um, they would have three groups of people. There was no one there greater in Chachma and Yerashet, in wisdom and fear of sin, like this Akavya ben Mahalalel. So, ben Mahalal, ben Mahalalel. So he was a tremendous man, and he teaches us in the Mishnah, very famous Mishnah actually, which I think you asked me. Um, a very powerful Mishnah that prevents us from falling into the trap of sin. It's an amazing Mishnah. The Bartanur has a nice shot over here that I'm going to share with you. Um, he explains, but the, the three focuses or three mentalities that if we keep in our heads will prevent us from falling into any trap of Avera. So the Mishnah tells us like this, Akavya ben Mahalal, ben Mahalal el Oimer. Akavya ben Mahalal says the following, Yistakil b'shloshadvarim, gaze at, analyze, keep three things in front of your eyes, meaning in your in your head, mentality, and you won't fall into Avera. So three perspectives will pre- prevent us from sinning. Number one, so you should know where you came from. And we'll explain momentarily in the Mishnah what that refers to. And to where you're going, and and in front of whom, in the future, you're going to have to give din v'cheshbon. Calculation or judgment and calculation. Very interesting. So let's go through them now. Says the Mishnah, Me'ayin basa, where did you come from? Mitipa srucha. Literally, it means a putrid drop. So the Mufarshim explain here, what do you mean a putrid drop? Putrid, by definition, means something that's spoiled. But clearly you didn't spoil because you were born. Like the definition would imply that like it didn't produce, but clearly you did. So the way they explain, I saw the Mepharshim explain, it means putrid drop is that a drop that would have spoiled for if had it been not inside of your mother's womb, instead you wouldn't have been born, it would have just spoiled. But it, it, it humbles a person, creates a certain mentality with the recognition that you come from something so insignificant, so unimportant, as the Mepharshim here explain, this mentality of me'ayin basa, knowing that you come from a putrid drop, something that is so insignificant, prevents a person from achieving gaiva, prevents a person from reaching levels that would make him full of himself or haughty. And when you're not haughty, so then that prevents you from sinning as well. So that's the first point. And where are you going? What does that mean? What should you contemplate in terms of where you're going? So the Mishnah says, a place of dirt, Worms and maggots, meaning in the end of the day, we all know we're going to be buried in the ground and our bodies are going to decompose. That's just the natural reality of life. Something that might not be very pleasant to think about, but that's the reality. Now, why is that an important thing to keep in mind? So the Mepharshim here speak out because if a person really contemplates that he's going to end up in uh, a hole in the ground in the end of the day after we're buried, after 120, so that'll prevent him from taiva, as the Pekati here says, 
Taiva and Chemda Samamun. It'll prevent him from desires and uh, seeking out excess money, etc. Meaning, when you realize at the end of the day you're going to be buried and you can't take anything with you other than Torah and mitzvahs, all of those things that you're trying to achieve in this world that are really unimportant but that we convince ourselves are important, you're not going to take them with you in the end of the day, anyways. So it'll guide us also, prevent us from sinning in ways that we would have otherwise sinned, perhaps in achievement of excess money, desires, etc. in this world. That's Lumkom Afarima Vitolea. I remember once when I was at the Besak Forest. I have a great aunt. I don't know if you know her, Tova, Tova Gil. Do you know who she is? Yeah, well, you mean related, related to, to Shifta, no? Yeah, yeah, my, 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 my grandfather's sister. Yeah, I met her, sure. And I was at the Beis Forest. Uh, a few kids. Yeah, daughter and son. Maybe. So I was at the Beis Forest with her once. Yeah. I think it was for my grandmother, if I remember correctly. And I remember her noting how a lizard jumped into the hole that they buried in. And I remember it like hitting, hitting. Like it, it, hit, it hit me like, wow, you know, the body's in there. And there's a lizard crawling around there. That's like, yeah. it sounds it, it sounds horrible, but that's what it means. That's what it means. It, there's no games. That's what's going to happen. It, it sounds horrible, but okay. So if we keep that in mind, it, that's where it was very real. Like it made it real to me, like the idea is usually there's a certain separation. You don't want to think about that much. Go to the Beisach Forest. It's, no, there's Rima Vitolei. I mean, that's a very real thing. It's that, not... That, uh, that, that lizard has been buried alive too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dying also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, it yeah. made it real to me. It's like, yeah, that sounds very uncomfortable. But maybe with that in mind, and not in a negative way, but in a positive way, is okay. So let me focus on the right things and achieve what I'm really supposed to accomplish because I'm not taking the rest of it with me anyways. The body's going to decompose. It's going to be worms and maggots and dirt, and that's that. So let me take the good things with me. Stay away from Chemdas Amamo and just desiring I'm excess money. I'm not saying, but it, it t- take a lot of bittle, bittle's man. Because if you're spending time, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get there. We're gonna get there. Buying clothes, spending, spending, spending two hours at Macy's and Nordstrom to find the perfect tie, you're just wasting time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get there. Actually, one of the before Shemir speak, I'll show you the grow what he learns of your beautiful pshat. Finally, the last point is, in front of whom are you going to have to give in the future judgment and calculation? Who are you going to have to answer to in the end of the day? After 120 is in front of the King of Kings, Hashem. So, in the end of the day, we're going to only answer to Him, and there's going no excuses. So the Mefarshim speak out of here. If a person knew that he would be accountable to stand in front of a physical mortal king, certainly he would be very careful in terms of what he's doing to avoid doing things that are not appropriate, so that he could answer up in the future. But in front of Hashem, where we're, there's not going to be any excuses. Hashem doesn't accept bribery, and Hashem doesn't forget anything. Allah has come of How much more so would that prevent us from doing the wrong things in this world, doing what we're supposed to do instead? The Gra speaks out of here. It's a famous Gra, Din V'Cheshbon, actually, that there's two elements to what we're going to have to answer up to in the future. Din is going to be the Averis that I did. Hashem's going to say, well, why did you do X, Y, and Z? And I'm not going to have an answer for that. Now. But what is Cheshbon referring to? Cheshbon is a different idea. Cheshbon is the mitzvah that I was able to do during the time that I was doing Averis. That's kind of what you were just referring to. At the time that I was doing Averis, is a double iniquity. I'm doing an Avera, which is against Ritzon Hashem, but also I could have utilized that same time, the t- same opportunity, 
to do something positive. So in terms of Bittal Torah, it's the same thing. When I do an Avera, it's not only the Avera that I'm doing, but it's also the Bittal's man that I could have utilized it for learning, for doing other mitzvahs, and I'm going to have to answer up both of those in the future. Well, if we really think that way, it will keep us on the straight and narrow, doing the things we're supposed to and avoiding the things that we're not supposed to be involved I'm not even saying Avera. With. I'm just yeah. saying there's no Avera right? to, look, to spend an hour looking for a nice time, but it's... Hmm. Waste of time. Bittelzman. Yeah. Bittelzman. Just, just go get a yeah. tie and move on with your Right, body. right. That's a negative thing. Exactly. Your, your, your body your, your body is just a, a, a garment for your neshamach. That's kavachomi. The clothes is, is just a covering for the body, which is nothing. So we're really wasting so much time. Right, exactly. These three points, I think just, and I'll conclude with this, but these three points I think are very integral in terms of achieving what we're supposed to in this world. Because very often we get sucked into taivas of this world. And I'm not even talking about necessarily very bad things. I'm just saying very easy to get involved in popular culture or things that are considered acceptable. You know, go get a job, go make millions of dollars. But why? Why? Because that's what the world wants you to do. But that's not the right thing to do necessarily. When we keep these three things in our minds and we focus on what we're supposed to do, so it keeps us, our head screwed on straight. No, no, th- th- let me do what really I'm supposed to be doing, not necessarily what the world encourages or what the world thinks is the right thing to do, because this is really what the right thing to do is. And again, that's where did you come from? Where are you going, which is the dirt, the tole, etc. And who are you going to give cheshbon in front of? The Kahati point brings the Yerushalmi here, and I'll finish off with this, that the Yerushalmi quotes a Pasuk in Koheles that incorporates these three principles. Very interesting. It says in the Pasuk, remember, and it literally means your creator. But this word, Bayracha, incorporates these three points. Because Bayracha could mean your creation, means where you come from. Remember where you come from, Lashon of Bria. It also could mean Borcha, your pit, where you're going. That's the second idea. The place that you're going, which is the Makom Rima Afar Vima Vitaleya. And also Boracha, the one who created you. You know you're going to have to give din v'cheshvon in front of Hashem in the end of the day. Zechoros Barach incorporates all three principles based on the Yerushalmi that keeps us on the straight and narrow, keeps us doing the right thing so we don't get messed up by today's world. And it's very difficult. The reality is it's very easy to get sucked into the world. The Ramam tells us, Adam Nimshach Achar Svivosav means we are naturally influenced and we do follow after our surroundings. That's just the reality. We live in this world. So it says, Akavim Mahalalel, this is something to keep in mind to keep us on the uh, straight and narrow. Bezer Hashem will be zoichet to that. We'll stop here. We'll pick up with Mishnah Bez tomorrow. Bezer Hashem. Everybody have a wonderful day.